0: When you think of a winner, what do you think of? You think of a winner. What do you think of? Welcome to the Hooper's Edge podcast. Thanks for listening today. And when we think of winners in society, we probably think of the leading score. We probably think of the team that wins the championship. It's NBA, college, you know, WNBA. Uh, district or league championship. That's part of it, right? Uh, We might think of the person that has the, you know, most followers or uh, most popularity. Think of them as winners. And I would challenge you to think a little bit differently with how you think about winning and how you go about striving to to be better at what it is that that you're doing and really trying to get the most out of yourself, most out of the God-given potential that you have by thinking about a couple of these things. And that, in my mind, is what makes a winner. So, first and foremost, a winner to me is the person that, gets as close as they can to their God-given potential. Knowing that none of us are ever going to 100% reach that point, but how you work, how dedicated you are, how consistent you are, the duration of your consistency, like some people are consistent for a month, some for a year, some for five, ten years. How long can you be consistent Those are those people are winners to me. They're constantly striving to be better and to get the most out of their God given ability. Now, with that in mind, winners also bring the best out of others, they raise the level of those that are around them, and that's a huge part of. of of being a winner, because if you go into a game and, okay, you scored 20 points and your team always loses and nobody else really plays that well when they're around you on the court, probably not getting after it that well on defense. Man, maybe, maybe you are the most skilled player on the team. Maybe you are the leading scorer and the best scorer on your team, but you're not a winner. You're not a winner. And that's much more, that's much more important. Are you striving to get the most out of your God-given ability? And do you have the ability to raise the level of play with the people around you by your play, by your character, by your example, by the way that you communicate and lead the other people around you? There's, there's different. Leadership may look different, right? People have different personalities, but it, it doesn't mean there's one personality that's a leader. Nobody else is a leader. But to me, a, the biggest part of, of leadership is when that, part of, that person is a true leader, other people are better because they are around. And if other people are better because you're around, because of your leadership, that's winning. Right. Because that's part of getting the most out of yourself is having the ability to get the most out of the people that are around you as well, because you help them. They help you. Right. It's like you give help, you get help, you give help, you get help, you give help, you get help. that's really important for us to to keep in mind. It's not so much comparing. To other people that that are winning and and have maybe a, a high profile, whatever that might be. You could be a winner and be a solid high school basketball player and you don't go and play at at the college level. But man, while you were in high school, during the time that you put in, you were disciplined, you were dependable, you you gave it your all and you raised the level of play with the people around you. Guess what? You're a winner. And, And maybe that didn't lead to a league championship. Maybe it didn't lead to a district championship. You're a winner in my book. that's the type of person that I want to be around because there's people that are extremely successful, but to me, they're not a winner. There's people that, you know, could play in the NBA. That doesn't mean they're a winner. It just, maybe it means they're one of the best athletes on the planet and they're pretty skilled at the game, but as individuals, they have the ability to make the other people around them with their leadership, with their style of play, with the things that they do offensively and defensively. And even when you see that person play at the highest level, you can tell that they're not raising the level of play, those around them. And usually very rarely do those people, even though they're in the NBA, for example, be the best among the best, right? And the NBA is, you know, if you, if you win it all, for example, you're the best of the best if you're going to be at that highest level. Very rarely does a team have, you know, a player like that who's even the second or third best player on their team and they're able to, you know, win an NBA championship because even at that level, it is so, so vital that you're able to raise the level of play of those around you, that you are dependable, and that you do all the little things that lead to winning. Winners dive on the floor. Winners take charges. Winners hold people accountable. Winners arrive early. Winners stay late. Winners take coaching, even when it's coaching that they don't want to hear. Winners face the truth even when the truth isn't what they want to hear, whether that's from coaches, whether that's from teammates. They listen. They, they try to take what they can out of it. And they say, okay, what can I do to apply to them again? Winners come back. You know, so we've, had, we've had people get injured with players that we've trained. Winners come back. And, you know, maybe they don't come back to full strength. But, man, they, they did everything that they could to rehab. You know, if they tore an ACL, they did everything they could to rehab that ACL and to get back. And simply getting back out on the court and playing, that's the win, right? Winning to everybody looks a little bit different. And so, again, that's why it's not that important for us to compare. It's important that we don't. Because winning going to look different for everybody else, especially, you know, you know, like if you're, if you're a girls basketball player and you're 6'3 and you can really move and run and do all those things, well, that's going to look a little different than if you have all the same characteristics, the same work ethic, but you're 5'3. I mean, because let's be honest, basketball is a game where size is extremely, re- really, really helpful, right? It's not that that 6'3 player worked harder than you is that 6'3 player is 12 inches taller than the 5'3 player, right? Now, is that, is that trying to make an excuse for the 5'3 player? No, but, you know, it's realistic. You know, basketball size matters. It helps to be tall, right? And so um, that's probably why a lot of the players that I've really enjoyed training over the years are the smaller players, because they, they understand, like, they have to be even more dedicated and, and work even harder because they're playing a game where it helps to be taller and closer to the rim, right? Because as long as that hoop is ten feet up in the air, and it's, and it's not going up and down depending on your height, it's going to pay to be closer to the basket. It's easier to get rebounds, it's easier to shoot, it's easier to contest shots. Your arms are longer, it's easier to get. Like, there's only so much space out in the court. It pays to be bigger, unless you're just crazy, crazy quick but we can't control those God-given characteristics, but we can control the winning mentality that we have. And that's about squeezing all the juice out of the orange, dedicating ourselves to be the best that that we can be and let the cards fall where they're going to fall. And, you know, if you're a player who's, you know, your time has come to an end, you see the writing on the wall, you know, and, and maybe you're a high school player right now and you thought, As a seventh, eighth, ninth grader, hey, I want to play college basketball. Now you're, you know, eleventh, twelfth grade. Say, man, I don't know if I want to play college basketball anymore. I don't want you to feel bad about that. That's a level of maturity. That's that's a great level of maturity for you, honestly, is because you had the thought in mind that you wanted to play at the next level, and as the years went by you were mature enough to say, you know what, that's not what I want anymore because we all change, right? And I would much rather have you come to that conclusion than continuing to try to play basketball at the college level when you don't really want it. And I would flip that thing around and say the same thing to somebody who secretly wants to play at the next level but they're afraid to put themselves out there because what if it doesn't happen only three four percent of high school athletes go on to play college basketball what if you put yourself out there that's not good enough i don't want you to be that person either i want you to just say you know what this is what i want and say man this is going to take a huge commitment Have no control over the results, but I'm going to be a winner in my approach. I'm going to be a winner with the time that I put in. I'm going to be a winner with my consistency, my attention to detail. I'm going to be a winner with how much I'm trying to learn the game. I'm going to eat it up, so I give myself the best chance to succeed. And it's going to hurt in the moment, and maybe you're going to feel like things don't work out. You might give an excuse, you know you. It's kind of human nature. You want to give that excuse, gas yourself up. But I'll tell you what, like speaking personally, as the years go on and you look back, you're just gonna be like, you know what? I, I, I gave it what I could and it, it, didn't, it didn't work out or it wasn't what I what I thought it was gonna be. Like a uh, quick example. My senior year in high school, we lose to the eventual state champions, right? We win the district, we win the regional. We played Detroit, St. Martin, Deporis. They had, I think, three seniors that were Division One players. One was a college or a high school All-American, right? Which means you're one of the 24 best players in the country. Brandon Cotton. And we played them, and listen, they didn't play that great in the first half. We played, you know, pr- pretty well. I mean, we could play better, but we played pretty well. And at the beginning of the third quarter, we were up one. And this game, the game goes on, the game goes on. They go on a big run uh, in the third quarter. And we're down like 20 or something at some point in the fourth. And the game is, the game's over, right? And when we lose that game, in the beginning, it was kind of like, oh, man, we couldn't beat them, you know, or we could have beat them. We, you know, we didn't do this. We didn't rebound as well, you know, all of these different things. But let's be honest. Like, that team was better than my team. Their best player was better than our best player, which is me. He's quite a bit better than me. Their second best player is better than our second best player. Their third best player was better than our third best player, so on and so forth. So it may hurt in the moment and you'd be like, man, we could have been. Able to get... It's kind of similar to, you know, an individual saying, Hey, you know what? I wanna I wanna do this. I want to play Division One, I, I want to get a scholarship, I want to do this, I want to do that. And you know, my hope for you is you do give it your all. And If things don't work out, you're able, when it's finished and done, say, you know what? Maybe I just wasn't good enough. But I would rather, I would rather not be good enough than sit back and say, you know what? I probably was good enough. Just, I didn't put the time in that I should have. I didn't put the effort in that I should have. I wasn't as consistent as I should have been. Because you can control those things. You can't control, you know, the fact that somebody just didn't give you a scholarship. Right? You can't control the fact that, you know, maybe you just weren't six three, you were five three. Right? Maybe that was, you know, the difference because there's probably, you know, point whatever percent of players that are, you know, in college on the boy side that are five ten or less and players on the girl side that are I don't know five six or less, who knows, right? Super small percentage. I would rather you give it a your all and if it works out, great. And if it doesn't work out, you say hey, it wasn't because I didn't try. So I know I bounced around in this this episode. Um, it all comes back to winning and having just this this winning mentality, given everything that you, you can and it doesn't have to be you scored the most points. It doesn't have to mean you're the best player. It doesn't have to mean you won the championship. Yeah, we're, we want to be all of those things. You can be a winner every single day in your effort, and how hard you work, how dedicated you are, how you communicate with other people, how early you get somewhere, how late you stay, putting in the extra time when no one else is watching. That's what winners do. That's what winners do. And the beautiful thing is the more you behave like a winner in the ways that I just characterized, the more likely you are to have team success and have individual success. Right? Because people that are super, super successful, yeah, they may have you know, more talent than you do. But for the most part, people that are super, super successful, there's a reason they're there. Right, because success rarely finds the wrong person, and if success finds the wrong person, it will leave them very quickly. Right? It's like, hey, but you know, they had this one thing, this great game or whatever, and that's just kind of gone. You know, but but those are their, you know, in my opinion, true winners, making the other people around them better. Those are the ones that find sus- sustained success. And if you listen to this podcast long enough, you know I'm not talking about basketball. You know I'm talking about life. I'm talking about, you know what, you were known as a really hard worker, a really dedicated basketball player. Guess what? Those things translate into your job. How you're a husband, how you're a wife, how you're a, a mom or a dad with your kids. Those things translate. Those characteristics translate. And so now you're a winner on the court even more importantly, you're a winner off the court, all right? To so behave like a winner, have those characteristics. They will benefit you on and off the court. Thanks for listening to the Hooper's Edge podcast. Appreciate you guys. If you have any questions, let me know. I'm gonna jump on the Kramer basketball app, improve your game. We can improve your game with shooting, with ball handling, with finishing, with uh, strength and athletic development on the, uh, on the Kramer basketball app. Some really great programs. On there for for players of a variety of levels and they will get you better. Like I would love it if you know we had a player sign up for the app and they were like, you know what? Nobody, nobody is going to improve more than me this offseason. And I'm gonna I'm gonna take this app and I'm gonna do the shooting workouts, I'm gonna do the ball handling workouts, I'm gonna do the strength workouts, and I'm gonna come back faster, stronger, better because of it. All right. Thank you for listening. Appreciate you. Get after it today.